With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Prophets in the scriptures. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of his Son, Yahuwah. As we go through the prophets, this prophet is the prophet Ezekiel. Welcome anybody at Pal Talk. Today I am in the Pal Talk room I created called Prophets in the Scriptures. You'll find me under my nickname on Pal Talk Cape Space Cod Space Robin. And if you want to find out, because I, I changed the room here on Pal Talk um, name as I'm doing the studies, as the Spirit leads. We use the Scriptures 1998 translation. I want us to remember what we talked about last time. We were in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 9, and we found out in chapter 9 that the city would be punished, and when the stubborn prophet... That's right, Ezekiel was being stubborn, and he was thinking in the flesh. And when the stubborn prophet was concerned for the people that were there in the city and their flesh, instead of what harm they were doing to their souls. See, that's what we learned, you know. There was much abomination being done. And he was shown it, brought and shown all that was going on. And when he saw the people being killed because of their abominations in the city, he tried to get Yahuwah Elohim to let them live. These people doing abominations. And his words were, are you going to kill all the remnant of Israel? You see, they had turned their backs to Yahuwah Elohim. Turn to Ezekiel chapter 9 for a second before we go into chapter 10. And I want you to read with me. So, see, he was there. He heard what was being said and what was uh, being done to who. And you see, he's talking about the remnant of Israel. Like, everyone's going to be, be killed in Jerusalem. And he's all upset about that. 
But what does verse 4 say in chapter 9? And Yahuwah said to him, Pass on into the midst of the city, into the midst of Jerusalem, and you shall put a mark on the foreheads of the men who sigh and cry over all the abominations that are done within it. So, you understand? So there was people still in the city of Jerusalem that saw all this going on and it upset them. They obviously weren't partaking of it and they weren't going to get killed. So, you understand? Ezekiel wasn't listening. He didn't care about that pot. He only cared about the pot that, you know, probably people he knew, his friends <laughs> that he knew from Jerusalem uh, were being killed. Oh, just, just because they're doing these abominations? That doesn't matter. It matters who they are. Don't you know who Israel is? He's saying. So, <clears throat> they had turned their backs. He was upset that they were going to get killed. He didn't mention the ones that actually weren't going to get killed because they were doing what they were supposed to do, or at least seeing the abominations that were going on and not taking part in those, and it was upsetting them. They weren't going to be killed. They were going to be protected. Okay, so that's where we are up there. And um, the man clothed with linen in verse 11 says, who had the inkhorn in his side reported back and said, I have done as you commanded, talking to Yahuwah. So let's read chapter 10. And I looked and saw in the expanse that was above the head of the cherubim, like a sapphire stone having the appearance of the likeness of a throne. And he spoke to a man to the man clothed with linen and said, go in among the wheels under the cherub and fill your hands with the coals of fire from among the cherubim and scatter over the city. And he went in before my eyes and the cherubim was standing on the south side of the house when the man went in and the cloud filled the inner court. And the esteem of Yahuwah went up from the cherub over the threshold of the house, and the house was filled with the cloud, and the court was filled with the brightness of the esteem of Yahuwah. And the sound of the wings of the cherubim was heard in the outer court, like the voice of El Shaddai when he speaks. And he came to be, it came to be, he commanded the man clothed in linen, saying, Take fire from among the wheels, from among the cherubim. Then he went in and stood beside the wheel. And the cherubim stretched out his hand from among the cherubim to the fire that was among the cherubim, and took some and put it in his hand. And the man clothed with linen, who took it and went out. And the form of a man's hand was seen under the wing of the cherubim. 
and I looked and saw four wheels besides the carob and one wheel beside each carob. And the wheel's appearance was like the color of barrel stone. As for their appearance, all four looked alike, as if a wheel in the middle of a wheel. When they went, they went on their four sides. They did not turn aside when they went, but went in the direction the head was facing. They did not turn aside when they went. And their entire bodies and their backs and their hands and their wings and the wheels that the four had were covered with eyes all around. The wheels were called in my hearing wheel. And each one had four faces. The first face was the face of a carob. The second face, the face of a man. And the third, the face of a lion. And the fourth, the face of an eagle. And the carabin were lifted up. It was the living creature I saw by the river Kiba. And when carabin went, the wheels went beside them. And when the carabin lifted their wings to mount up from the earth, the same wheels also did not turn from beside them. And when they stood still, the wheels stood still. And when one was lifted up, the other lifted up itself up, for the spirit of the living creature was in them. And the esteem of Yahuwah went from the threshold of the house and stood over the cherubim. And the cherubim lifted their wings and rose from the earth before my eyes. When they went out, the wheels were beside them. And it stood at the door of the east gate of the house of Yahuwah. And the esteem of the Elohim of Israel was above them. It was the living creature I saw under the Elohim of Israel by the river Kiba, and I knew they were cherubim. Each one had four faces, and each one four wings, and the likeness of the hands of a man was under their wings, and the likeness of their faces was the same as the faces which I had seen by the river Kiba, their appearances and themselves. Each one went straightforward. So, interesting, isn't it? Let's first see that the man in linen was given more instructions here in chapter 10. Go and get coals of fire from the living creature's wheels. And without hesitation, he went and scattered the coals of fire over the city. Then it tells us here in verse 4, Then Yahuwah Elohim came back to the house of El, or Bethel. You see, in chapter 9, the city was full of evil and abominations, and Elohim left. There was those who were not doing evil, and they were spared from death. The rest were killed, and the city had to be purified so that Yahuwah Elohim would come back. That's what's going on there, so you understand. The scattering of the coals of fire cleansed the city of all evil, and of course, those that did not uh, take part in the abominations were kept. 
now. Elohim would return to the city. What does this show us? What do we learn from this? This shows us that Elohim will not dwell with evil. Sorry, he won't. You know, some people think that his spirit dwells with sinning people. <laughs> sinning believers. It's okay. You can sin. And Elohim is there. Right there. His spirit's staying right with you while you're sinning. It ain't going nowhere. Sorry. It doesn't happen. You grieve the spirit because you're sealed with the spirit. And when you sin, the spirit of Yah leaves you. So guess what? You're opening yourself up to the demons getting an opportunity to get at you. Because when the spirit of Yah is gone from you because of your evil ways, then the demons are absolutely able to get at you. So, no, Elohim will not dwell with evil going on. So, brethren, we have the redemption. Yes, for us, that's the good news. We have the redemption from the Lamb upon repentance. So, for us, only thing we have to do is if we catch ourselves in sin, if we are sinning, then stop sinning, acknowledge you sinning, and then stop sinning. And that's all you have to do. And guess what happens when you acknowledge you're sinning and stop the sin? <laughs> the blood of the lamb covers that sin and it's gone. That's the way it works. So that the spirit of Yah can now come and dwell with you again. Because you have been purified by the Lamb's blood. So do not think Elohim or Yahusha are among evil groups of believers. Because they're not. In verse 4, we see there in chapter 10, Elohim returned. This is an example of a flesh nation of flesh people just so you know, but you can look at this. You can look at this spiritually. He's showing you what happens in the flesh. He left the flesh city and got rid of the bad and then he cleansed it and then he came back. For believers, the same thing will happen. Absolutely. But for us, it's, but for us, it's a little bit different. And I'm talking about end times here. I'm not just talking about assemblies of believers that are doing evil stuff. I'm talking this world. And that's at the end. At a certain point, the world, yes, will be filled with abominations and more so than even exist today for us here that we live. 2017. Oh yeah, there'll be abominations. Daniel told us about it. There's a time coming. It hasn't happened yet. Oh no. So go to Daniel, which is, hold your place there in uh, Ezekiel, and go to Daniel and um, 
I want you to go to chapter 11 first with me. And what does it say? In verse 31, it says, And strong ones shall rise from him and profane the set-apart place, the stronghold and shall take away that which is continual and what? And set up the abomination that lays waste. You see? So in Daniel 11, it says an abomination will be set up like the city of Jerusalem was in Ezekiel chapter 9. Yahusha also warned us about this time. Let's go to New Testament, the book of Mark. So go to Mark and go to chapter 13 with me. Chapter 13 says, verse 13 says, and you shall be, I think that's, yeah, shall be hated by all because of my name. But he who shall have endured to the end, he shall be saved. So in verse 13, Yahushua is saying, those who endure to the end, shall be delivered. That's what the word save means. It means to be delivered. Delivered from what? Delivered from the place where Satan and his angels are going to be heading to. The hatred in this verse, that's right, there's a hatred mentioned in this verse, which is important. The hatred in this verse has to do with Yahusha's name. Okay? Today, if you tell the brethren about the pagan name they use, they detest you. Oh yeah, they hate you big time. So let's see what 14 says. So, so understand this is what's going to happen. Understand if you're doing things you're supposed to do in his name, using his name, you know, people aren't going to like you so much. And here's the warning. Verse 14. And when you see the abomination that lays waste, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, set up where it should not be, understand? That's why he says, he who reads, let him understand. So there is a time where an abomination will be set up. Then what's his instructions? Then let those who are in Yehuda flee to the mountains. And he who is in the housetops, let him not go down into the house, nor come in to take whatever out of his house. And he who is in the field, let him not go back to get his cloak. You understand? So it says, the next thing that is mentioned is that the abomination found in the prophecies of Daniel. That's right, we just read it an abomination that is set up. And, and then it says, when you see that happening, 
why do you think it says don't go to your house, don't get your clothes, don't go anywhere, leave where you're, you're at, you know? Why do, why do you think it's saying that? Because the flesh is almost, and flesh things, and the carnal world, and the world as we know it, will be stopping to exist. It won't be existing anymore <laughs> very soon, once you see that. So after those things happen, we see who arrives on earth. Oh, yeah. After the abomination set up, after you're told, don't worry about the flesh world no more and everything you have in it, your, what you've been doing, your work, you know, don't worry about none of that. Why? Verse 26 tells us. And then they shall see the son of Adam. That's right. Soon after that abomination time, coming in the clouds with much power and esteem. Yahusha returns and has the chosen ones come together. This is the making, the marking. This is the marking of those that endure to the end. Remember, that's what the um, one with linen did back in Ezekiel. The ones who were in Jerusalem and they saw these abominations and it upset them. They didn't do anything about it. It doesn't say they went around stopping people, did it? It doesn't say they partook in it, did it? No. It says it upset them and they were marked and they didn't die. Well, this is what's going on here. You have um, 27 says, And then he shall send his messengers and assemble his chosen ones from the four winds, from the fatherless parts of earth to the fatherless parts of the heavens or of heaven so that's the marking calling together this is my group okay i want you to go with me to revelation chapter um oh revelation chapters 14 through 18 is the cleansing of the earth remember the coal in chapter 9 of Jerusalem, and then they spread the coal, and and it cleaned the earth, uh, the the city, and then Yahuwah came back. Well, that's what Ch Revelation chapter fourteen through eighteen is the cleansing of the earth, and then Revelation twenty, and then eighteen, um, Yahusha shows up, you know, eighteen through twenty, Yahusha shows up, and Revelation twenty. Who shows up after everything's all set and done and cleansed according to, you know, during the thousand years? Who shows up? Revelation chapter 20, verse 9. And it says, And they came up over the breadth of the earth, and surrounded the camp of the set-apart ones and the beloved city. Someone's coming to attack Jerusalem, where Yahusha is with the saints, the set-apart ones. And fire came down from Elohim out of the heaven and consumed them. Fire, the coals of fire, you see? 
cleaning Jerusalem. <laughs> There's coals of fire. This is fire coming down and getting rid of Satan and what he his group that he's now gathered together. And what does 11 say? And I saw a great white throne and him who was sitting on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled and no place was found for them. There you go. So the fire from heaven came down to purify and the father Yahuwah Elohim finished the cleansing once and for all with, of course, if you're not found written in the book of life at this time, you're headed or if you're blotted out of the book of life, you're headed to the lake of fire. And so that's a worldwide, people-wide, everybody-wide, you know, cleansing that occurs. So we see that Ezekiel chapter 10 shows us the flesh example. It's just the city. Didn't even say the whole nation of Israel, by the way. It just said the city of Jerusalem. Chapter, go back to uh, Ezekiel 10 now. Now in Ezekiel, so now you know that part. Picking it up in chapter 10, verse 5, and going all the way to 22, this is describing the four living creatures, how they move, what they look like, what they do and all kinds of what they have and all that stuff. And the important part to learn from this is that they're mentioned here is that the spiritual world has things in it that the flesh world doesn't. Yes, it's important to understand that. Another thing is that the Father lets us take a peek into the heavenly dimension. But, you know, because it's rare to read and learn about these things in Scripture, we are not to dwell on them and just understand we don't know everything. So I'm not going into much detail about the four living creatures except to say this. And I went into it a little bit more in the beginning of Ezekiel. We see these living creatures are also mentioned in the book of Revelation. They sure are. Let's go over there and find out what it says about these living creatures. Mentioned in the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 4. Verse 6, and before the throne, there was a sea of glass like crystal, and in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures covered with eyes in front and in back, as Ezekiel told us also. So these four living creatures, they were before the throne, and there was a sea of glass mentioned. An interesting thing about these living creatures is they will not exist in eternity because they are connected to this world age of the flesh. 
So that's letting you know there's things that we see, we experience, we know about, we find out about that actually exist in this age, this flesh carnal age that will not exist in eternity. And so I want you to know that by what? Let's look at, keep going here, Revelation chapter 21. And what does it say? Verse 1. And I saw a renewed heaven and a renewed earth, for the former heaven and the former earth had passed away. That's right. What was, you know, this universe that we see up here every night if you look out the stars? That's what it's talking about. That's not going to be there no more. And what we see on her on earth, that's not going to be there no more. It's going to be all different, all changed. And what else does it say? And the sea is no more. The sea of glass mentioned with the four living creatures. And of course, there are no four living creatures mentioned at all. Talking about and describing eternity. So that's gone. Remember for chapter 4, Revelation, verse 6 said, The four living creatures in the sea... They were there. So everything will change. The four living creatures will not be there in eternity, and neither will the sea be there in eternity. Now, now that you understand that there's things that we learn in Ezekiel that is interesting to know, but not something that we need to necessarily dwell on. Understand, though, knowing this, you know, the reason why the Father shows us these things, you know, the heavenly things, the four living creatures, their wheel and a wheel and their, the craft, you know, the vehicle that they use is because, guess what? Satan and his angels could show up with the same exact kind of vehicle. <laughs> so remember that. And the important part about Ezekiel chapter 10 is the Father will not dwell with sin. No, he's not going to hang out with sin. And the other thing that, as we know, Ezekiel, the stubborn one, <laughs> is still stuck in the flesh thinking he's worried about the remnant. <laughs> he's worried about Israel, but he forgot the ones that were good were protected. They weren't going to get killed. It was only the bad ones that was doing abominations. So, see, he's still stuck thinking flesh instead of listening to what is actually being said. And of course, that completes our study here in Prophets in the Scriptures. Here on Pal Talk, you can find these studies at talkshoe.com. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.